Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three, 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 three of City Wave Cinema. This is the episode where we're going to talk for so many hours about what movie is this? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That's right. I'm James. That's I'm America. America. <laughs> okay, talk over me more. That's better. Do that more. Do that more. You're not doing that more. I told you to do it more. You're not doing it more. I am never on cue. Just so you know. <laughs> You're fired. Forever. I will replace you with a robot. Who did all the channel work this week? I don't know. Could have been a ghost. I don't know. The apartment's haunted. We know that. It's probably Moaning Myrtle. I don't know. Yeah. You know. James has met her now, so. <sighs> yeah, I met that weird 40-year-old. Hanging out with all those kids in the bathroom. There's so many questionable themes in this movie with adults being with children and doing weird things to and around children. And I just have to say, uh, really do not like Harry Potter so far. It's bad in all the ways. Are you good? I tried my new wine. What happened? It's spicy. What? It's made with habaneros, remember? Oh yeah, you bought weird wine. Anyways, we're back now. (laughs) Sorry, I was making a weird face that James We're gonna go for like an hour and change, and then we're gonna go, okay, here's how we're gonna do it. We're gonna go until I get halfway through my notes. And when we get halfway through my notes, we're gonna stop, we're gonna take a minute, we're gonna start a new recording and do episode four. In the middle of that, however, if you are joining us live, there will be a chance for you to uh, answer a poll to pick what we do watch for the next City Wave Cinema. So please be on the lookout for that. And your episodes should be coming out weekly from this point on. Yeah, well, they should be. We'll see if they do. Well, they should be. I will make that happen. Okay. That's not... Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. We'll we'll stop recording right now. We'll go take care of your attitude. <laughs> You're starting hot tonight. We're gonna I get, am we're gonna get on in fight. fire. I was I didn't wasn't really excited to watch Harry Potter this week. Um, I wanted to do Space Jam, the new Space Jam movie, yeah. until I realized today. Until I remembered, it's Harry Potter's motherfucking birthday today. What day is it? It's July 31st. July 31st is Harry Potter's birthday, and we watched Harry Potter on Harry Potter's birthday, and we're doing a podcast about Harry Potter on Harry Potter's birthday, and I am nerding out. Are you Are you done? You yeah, good? we can start the movie review now. Okay. I'm good. There's a blanket overall statement for this movie. Uh, if I had to pick a title, actually, I'll probably start doing that with the podcast uh when we do episodes is i'll pick like a one-liner that i have to sum up the whole movie yeah and for this movie at least for part one we're gonna call it everyone says nothing (laughs) or alternatively the adults have no brains both of those are terrific but that's kind of the general sense that I have when I watch the movie. So, the movie starts and we're once again in fucking Surrey. We're in Surrey? Mm-hmm. On Privet Drive. I need to look at a map. Where the fuck is Surrey? I have no idea. We're going to find out right now. For live. the amount of times I've watched Harry Potter, I know where none of the locations are. It's all in a tiny little island. It's not tiny, but it's in a little island. All right, where is Surrey? 
Surrey, that's spelled Surrey, England, is the outskirts of London. Well, I don't live very far. North of Dorking. Next door to Effingham. Yeah. Underneath Little Bookham. Don't they live in like Little Wing? Wing? What? Their town is Surrey, but they live in. What? What? Are, what? What are you saying? Use your words. This is an audio I format podcast. I don't want to say if it if I'm wrong. You can be wrong about England. They're not a good country. But they say it in the book and in the movie. They're in it's like a joke. Little, it's a lie. They're in like little wing, little Wingley or something like little, that. Little little Wimbley. Yeah, little, little Wimbley is where the Dursleys live. If I zoom way the fuck in, there's Little Bookham, Great Bookham, Fetchum. These are stupid city names. Micklem. Polesden Lacey, Effingham Common, Stoke Dabernon, Downside. Okay, we're spending way too long looking at this map. <laughs> I could look at maps for a long time. Okay, we're back. These are we're back in Surrey on Surrey Drive. It is a shock to me that all those names are written in English. All right, we're back on Privet Drive. We're on Privet Drive. Is it Privet Lane? Nope, it's Privet Lane, Lane, or Um, Privet Drive. It's Privet Lane until Privet Otherwise. It's number four, Privet Drive. Doesn't matter. Do you want me to go get the book? No. Okay. Doesn't matter. Uh, The Dursleys are doing Dursley things, and as we all remember, my stereotypical note in the movie is, X is a fucking asshole. Uh, And I wrote that three times in the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie. His first note does read, Dursleys are fucking assholes. Not even fucking. No, it's fucking. It's fucking. They're, they're into anal. Um, the Dursleys are, like, the worst kind of people. And it, it, nothing they do makes sense either. That They're shown to desperately hate Harry, but insist that he not be allowed to leave or go anywhere when in real world, if you had someone in your house that you could just make go away, just make them go away. Why? Why do they insist on keeping... They put fucking bars on the windows. They put fucking bars on his windows to keep him in. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. They don't want him there. Why do they insist on keeping him? They hate him. They don't want him to be there. I don't understand. Abusers gotta abuse? I mean... They're not even abusing with a purpose. They're like abusing willy-nilly, left and right, not thinking about what they're doing. It's like trying to carry a massive bowl of jello that's slowly falling apart. It's just going all over the place. It's going crazy. None of it makes any sense. Why is the bowl falling apart? We don't know. It's not explained. That is true, though. They do, they do, like, despise his existence, and his existence brings them lots of grief, and they just keep him there. They just keep, they just keep him! And then they keep him extra with bars on his windows! Anyways. We don't see the Dursleys for more than, like, five minutes of screen time. So fuck them, and we're done. We're done with them. Okay. Green Gorilla's comment is that every shit family needs a relative slave. 
I don't know what kind of shit families you're into, bud, but that's uh, that's weird. The next note reads, uh, Dobby's a fucking asshole. Dobby has good intentions. I'm gonna sit here on the elf train and be like, Dobby had good intentions. He just wanted to save Harry Potter's life. Okay. Let's talk about that. I don't think he knew how. Dobby wants to save Harry Potter. Because Dobby has a good sense of right from wrong. And Dobby, knows don't know, spoiler, is a house elf for the Malfoys. The Malfoys don't fucking like Harry Potter. The Malfoys would like Harry Potter to be dead. Because they're... I'll talk about them later. So Dobby thinks, oh, well, I know the difference from right and wrong. So I'm going to do my damnedest to protect Harry Potter from going back to Hogwarts. So he does so many fucked up mental warfare things to try to keep Harry from going to school. Mm -hmm. All of the things he does result in Harry wanting to go back to school more. Yes, they do back. So he he, he didn't didn't think it through very well. I like I said, I think he had good intentions. His execution. Let's not. Let's say Harry does not go back to school. Mm Mm-hmm. Harry doesn't go back to school. He just suffers with the Dursleys. Mm-hmm. We leave him alone with the Dursleys, whatever. They'll just keep going round and round, being miserable to each other. Um, the plot for the movie will still carry on. Will it, though? Because... It will up until... Yeah, no, it just does. But the whole reason for the diary being sent to Hogwarts, spoiler alert... Uh, although if you haven't read or seen these movies, I can't help you at that point. Um, the reason for the diary being sent to Hogwarts, Tom says himself, is to get to Harry. Sure, but Tom finds out Harry's not going back to school, right? Yeah. He can't get to Harry because Harry's somewhere in the middle of Surrey, right? Mm -hmm. Tom's stuck at Hogwarts. Tom's little miscreant finger puppets, the Malfoys, will still get the book into Hogwarts. Possibly. Because maybe its intention isn't to get to Harry anymore, because you can't do that to get to Harry anymore. But just to come back. But just to come back. Because Voldemort needs to come back. Yeah. His whole thing is kill Harry Potter, but second to that is come back. Right? Or come back so he can kill Harry Potter. Right. The, the, the two things go hand in hand. Yes. So if Harry Potter doesn't go back to school, that won't change. Yes. Nothing will change there. Voldemort's still going to try to come back, and the next step in him coming back is getting the diary to the school. Yes. Okay. So, now that we've established you're wrong, and they're going to take the diary to the school, whether or not they sneak it in with Ginny, it doesn't matter. They're going to take the diary to the school. They're going to get mm-hmm. somebody to use it. They're still going to pop the Chamber of Secrets open. The Basilisk is still going to pop out. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to fry a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. And they're going to shut the school down. Okay. They're going to shut the school down very quickly. And everyone's going to be upset. Voldemort won't have a Harry Potter to kill until he comes all the way back. So he's just going to reinforce his efforts to getting his corporeal form back together so he can go to Surrey. To kill that motherfucker. And back to Dobby? And back to Dobby. Because that's where we started this off. Well, the thing is, is like, 
if Dobby's successful, he, the movie still happens, Hogwarts is closed, and shit gets worse. But he protects Harry. That's all Dobby's concerned about is protecting Harry. Dobby's goals... He doesn't know any more other than that Harry Potter is in danger. That's his Do- only knowledge. Fuck Harry. Fuck that guy. That guy's not important to anyone. Oh, he is vastly important. Sure, but we don't know. In this movie, no, we we don't know. Well, I mean, Dumbledore knows, but... Did Dumbledore tell Dobby to do it? No. Dobby just overheard overheard things of the Malfoys and took it upon himself to try to save Harry Potter. All right, well, Dobby's a fucking asshole. Because instead of, like, saying any words... He can't. ...that are useful... He can't. You don't need to tell Harry anything. You just need to allege... You need to explain around the problem without ever directly saying anything. He tries. He doesn't. He just hits himself in the face with a dresser. Because he's been commanded. And then with a lamp. He's been commanded not to. And if if House Elf breaks their commandments, they have to essentially, like, torture themselves. Because it's... Well, he just keeps doing that shit anyway, so he may as well just tell fucking Harry. He hits himself in the face with a dresser and with a lamp. And he causes a ruckus. He's bound by magic. He can't say it. So why does he have to punish himself if he says it? It doesn't make any fucking sense. If he can't say it, then he can't say it. If he can say it, then he has to punish himself. Which is it? It can't be both. It can't be both. You can't tell me it's going to be both. If it's both, that's fucking stupid. Everything about this goddamn movie and this goddamn scene and this goddamn fucking scenario and the world is so fucking dumb. The wizards are worthless. They're all stupid. The adults are all stupid. The house elves are all stupid. Everyone doesn't tell anyone anything. It's so fucking bad. Everyone's so bad. No one thinks. No one stops and thinks with their brain about how we could make it better or try a little bit in any way jesus fuck it's so bad it's the worst fucking plot i guessed it in advance i didn't have to try you're done no we have two more hours let's move on from dobby let's dobby seems to be a touchy subject for you wizards are fucking assholes (laughs) To be fair, if you're just joining us, James has never seen any of the Harry Potter movies. I or read the books. Or read the books. I am a huge, 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 and if you could see me right now, you would understand. I have a phoenix on my shoulder. Harry Potter nerd. So I've been trying to get him to watch these movies for most of our relationship, and this is his first time. So we're, all his- We're drinking tonight. All his reactions are live and real and raw for you, right here. Alright, wizards are fucking assholes. Why wait, are wizards wait. assholes? Alright. I don't know why you put put that in the first ten minutes. What happens before the Weasleys? What happened in between Dobby and then... Going put, to the Weasleys. They put bars on his window. Alright, I don't remember why I wrote Wizards of Fucking Assholes, but it's a general rule of thumb and it should be maintained as such. Okay. The Weasleys are good ones. The Weasleys are good. They're good people. They're good people. They, they, re- they think they might be poor, but they think with their brains. And they are so sweet. And, and they care so much it's about It's like Harry. they wrote one good set of characters into the movie, and that was the set of characters. I mean, there's seven of them. And there's actually nine of them all together, so that, that's like, That is a good set of characters. All nine Weasleys. 
except one of them, but you don't know that yet. All nine Weasleys, really great people. Right. Anyways. Really great people. No matter that the Weasleys are great, no one explains to Harry that he's not going to die when he erupts into green flames. <laughs> maybe that's why it was wizards or assholes. That maybe. <laughs> may, maybe. I may have written them both at the same time. Basically, they go to the Weasleys. Uh, Fred and George and Ron roll up in a flying car, rip the bars off the wall at the Dursley's house, and then they escape with Harry. Well, I might add, uh, in addition to the Dursleys being insane and desperately wanting him out but also in, they put bars on his window and then seven locks on his front door to his room. But I guess it's a step up from under the stairs. They also had a feeding slot. They don't show you that in the movies, but they would just shove his food through the door <laughs> like a fucking prisoner. They tell you that in the books. Like, they're just like... <laughs> like... That... W- Anyways. So they rescue... They jailbreak Harry. They take him back to their house. They have some breakfast. Their mom yells at them for stealing the car and then is happy that Harry's there. Uh, she he, loves he Harry. Meet, he meets Ron's dad for the first time, who's a cool guy. Um, Arthur's great. And then they're like, all right, well, we got to go to school now. Got to start the school year. We got to go so get our supplies. We're going to go to Diagon Alley. And so we're going to go and we're going to stand in the fireplace and you're going to take this handful of powder. Sleep you're going to say Diagon Alley and you're going to throw it on the ground. And then, surprise, motherfucker, you're going to erupt into green flames and disappear and no one's going to explain it. Ron actually says, you know, Mom, Harry's never done this before. And so she goes, oh, yeah, well, why don't you go ahead and go first so that he can see how it's done? They did ask Harry to go first. Right. They, they did want Harry to go first, which is wild to me. And then Ron goes and does it. Still, no one has explained what is about to happen or how to do it. No one's saying shit. It's the craziest thing. And then you watch, Ron takes the powder, says very distinctly, Diagon Alley. And he throws the powder on the ground, and green flames leap like six feet in the air in the fireplace and completely envelop Ron. And it comes out of the fireplace like three feet. And it's just green flame everywhere up in this motherfucker. And then he disappears. Like, the flames die down, dies down, dies down, dies down. And he's gone. He's just gone. And no one's freaking out. Except Harry, who just watched his best friend light on green fire and disappear. So obviously, the very next thing that you should do is put Harry in the same place that his best friend just caught on fire, maybe died, and disappeared in. Give him the powder and say, good luck, fucker. So, Harry says diagonally. Ten. Very badly. Because they said, I mean now, in all fairness to the Weasleys, they said, speak clearly. When you say the place you want to go, you speak clearly. And this motherfucker, probably stressed out about the death of his very best friend, goes diagonally. And then he throws the power, powder, and then he just lights up in green flames and disappears, right? Then he appears in a dusty, scary, skull-filled shop that we don't understand or know where it is. Obviously, he's done something wrong. What's the next note? So, 
Turns out he's in uh, Nocturne Alley. He's in Nocturne Alley. Which is Dark Wizard. It's like underneath Diagon Alley. It's the underbelly of the Wizarding World. Right. That's where all the creepy crawly wizards hang out. So he, he he's getting almost jumped by all these weird dudes and ladies. And then Hagrid, with his enormous form, like is just there. And he goes, Harry! That's pretty good. Thank you. And uh, all the wizards go... They really do, though. They just kind of scatter like cockroaches. They, they, they freak out. They just freak out. And and Hagrid gets them out of the situation, and they wander around, and they find the Weasleys again. Well, and, they find Hermione. Well, yeah, they find Hermione, and Hermione, Hermione takes them to the Weasleys. And... Right. So it's a whole thing. It's very sweet. And they uh, diverge paths, and now Harry is in a bookstore with all the Weasleys, and a big crowd is there, and there's a signing with this famous wizard. And then... They're all hanging out, right? And they're gonna see the they're gonna see this wizard. And who should come out? But someone whose name I don't remember because he's not important. Gilderoy uh, Lockhart. Yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. Right. So Gilderoy Lockhart comes out looking very pomp and circumstance, and he straight up just sees Harry Potter, just there. They very. I love the cinematic thing though, because a lot of the time, like Harry's scar is important, but every time it's very important. Daniel Radcliffe's hair is parted very carefully, and it's very like vibrant on his forehead of like, "Bing, hi, I'm Harry Potter." So um, it's true. Every time it's important to the plot, his scar is just like plainly visible. Hagrid, to answer the question in chat, was there to buy flesh-eating slug repellent for the cabbages at the school. Right, so. Sorry. Um, so the famous Gilderoy Lockhart sees Harry and goes, Harry Potter? Except for he doesn't sound like Hagrid. He just goes, Harry Potter. And uh, he insists that they take a picture. And as soon as he says Harry Potter, the whole bookstore's like, What? No! He's here? He's real? What? No! Harry is a celebrity. Right. This is my next note. And I hate it so much. Everyone knows who Harry Potter is. Yes. No one has told Harry why everyone knows who Harry Potter is. They did in the first movie. Yeah, but not really. It's it's because he's the boy who lived. Right. But no one's explained what happened. I mean, Voldemort. I still don't know what exactly happened to make Harry Potter famous. He, they explained it. Would you like me to explain it to you really quickly? Who said it? Hagrid in the first movie. No, Hagrid said it's better that I be not the one to explain it to you. And then they sat down. And then he explained some things. It's essentially because Harry is the only one who lived that Voldemort tried to kill. Anyone who Voldemort tried to kill died. Harry is the only one who lived, and him living brought around the demise of Voldemort. In that moment, between Harry and Voldemort, when Voldemort tried to kill Harry, Harry destroyed Voldemort and ended his reign and lived. Right, well, who fucking knows if I heard that in the first movie or not? Uh... In my understanding is, no one's told Harry Potter why everyone knows who he is. And the way it is acted in the scenes, where Harry Potter is a celebrity but doesn't want to be, 
Uh, it just looks like he doesn't know why this is happening to him, and he just looks very uncomfortable all the time. I don't think it's so much that he doesn't know why it's happening to him. I just don't think he he is the perfect case of like is famous literally because he he's famous and he doesn't want to be. Harry just wants to go about a normal wizarding life, go to wizarding school, have normal friends, and just live his fucking life. And he is incapable of doing that because everything is working against him. He just wanted to go and pick up his fucking books. Right. Well, then Hitler walks into the store. Oh, Malfoy. <laughs> so, take Hitler, take his mustache off, make him blonde, like he always wanted to be, and grow his hair way the fuck out. Very lengthy. Luscious, even. And then make him a wizard. And that's Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy strolls on into the store... And is like, Harry Potter. And he's all mad about I mean, he something. Told, he told Draco to play nice at the beginning. That was his first line. Was, he did. Nice, he did Draco. tell Draco. Yeah, so Draco was in the bookstore and he was being a dick. As like he, Draco is does. going to be. He and, does look like an elf from Middle-earth. And, and then Lucius like hits him. He just straight up hits his kid with a stick and moves him aside. Is like that in nicer terms. Stop being a fucking asshole, and then he proceeds to be a fucking asshole for like six minutes, uh, where he is racist, classist, and rude. On top of those things, to the Weasleys, Harry, uh, and, and I think it's just parents. because he has a super hate boner for Harry Potter and a super regular boner for Voldemort. Well, Lucius Malfoy was a Death Eater. I don't know what that is. That hasn't happened in the story yet. I don't know what a Death Eater is. Don't explain it. They'll have to explain it in the movies, and if they do it improperly, I'm gonna bitch about it. Malfoy, for all intents and purposes, in this scene, in this movie, is a racist, classist fuck. Got it. Also, who the fuck are these aggressive-ass children who just straight-up shit-talk adults to their faces? What is that? What the fuck is going on with that shit? I mean, I will say... Hermione straight up looks at Hitler and goes, Hey, how about fuck you, right? Like, that shit's crazy. I will say for all of Harry Potter's not wanting to be a, like, the chosen one, he also has the sassiest ego on him when it comes to adults being fuckers. And in the movies, you don't get to see it as much, but in the books, Harry is so sassy. All the fucking time. And he, that's just, that would be very key Harry response. He does not give a fuck who you are. He's motherfucking Harry Potter, and he will tell you off. Right, well, it wasn't Harry, it was Hermione. But Hermione straight looked at Hitler and was like, hey, hey, how about fuck you, right? Uh, which is fair, he was being rude to her. But at the same time, like, where do you fucking get the, when I was a kid, how old are they, 12? When I was 12... I did not have the stones to look at an adult who was being weird and be like, hey, you're being a fucking asshole. I did. I absolutely did not have the stones to do that. I do now. I did. I did when I went to college at 17. I did from 7 on. Yeah, well, you're also an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I wasn't born like that. I'm that now. I, I developed just, into one. I was more or less raised to always question authority. Ah, uh, that's what you get for having teenagers around. I was more or less raised to always, like, you respect people that earn your respect. 
And if they don't earn your respect, fuck them. Right. Malfoy's a racist, which was the next note. But we're still in that scene in the bookstore where he's being racist to people who are wizards but have parents who are not of the wizarding world. Called Muggleborn. <coughs> Hermione. Hermione is one. Yes. Harry's mother was one. Yes. So, then Dobby gets up to his shit again, and uh, somehow, right. Oh, oh the they, train. They leave. I was like, what? They leave Diagon Alley. Days have passed. They don't explain that, but... There's not a mention of a time shift, time but it's passed. kind of plain. They're just like... They get, you get an exterior shot of the flying car from before outside of a building, and then they're in a train station. Some time has passed. Right. No, who knows how long, but some time has passed, and so they've left the magic world, and they're going back now. In the book, it was like a couple days. So did Harry just hang out with the Weasleys for those yeah, days? Yeah, he just stayed at uh, the borough. Lit. All right. Also, the Weasleys' house is like nine stories tall, but it's like a shack on top of some more shacks. I think they did built it themselves. And uh, it's remarkable. To house their seven children. Right. So then, Dobby, through magic that is not explained how a house elf has the ability to possess or do, stops Harry and Ron from being able to get through the barrier without ever being present or shown to be present because he does go invisible sometimes. Uh, he just stops them. And it's not explained how. It gets yada yada later, where Harry goes to Dobby and goes, you stopped me being able to go through the barrier. And he goes, uh-huh. It's not ever really explained, but house elves do have magic. We It's very clear for most of the movie that Dobby is an extremely gifted caster of some sort of magic. He never has a wand. He's. A I'm very confused, actually. Let's talk about this for a second. I'm very confused as to how wizards... Are the mo like the ruling magical class, right? Because you, you, some wizards are so extremely talented that they don't need wands to cast. Hagrid, right, who got expelled from school for reasons, and he doesn't need a wand to do magic. His wand is in his umbrella; it's just broken up. Right. Well, he's extremely powerful, regardless. Yes. Harry can do magic without his wand. Most young witches and wizards can when their powers are super like coming into form and tumultuous and shit yeah and right hormones so there's and... also elves and elves house elves can perform magic yes it is shown very clearly that they with both hands open can just do magic willy-nilly um, they, they don't they don't have to say a spell they don't have to say a curse they can just cast yeah what hmm. they have a limited number of things they can do so it's like a wizard in D D. Essentially, yeah. They have a certain number of spells, like they can apparate and disapparate, so they can appear and reappear. They can levitate things. Um, they can make a magical barrier be a magical barrier even harder. I don't... I will say to this day, and someone can shout at me from some ether of the internet, I cannot say with 100% certainty that I know how Dobby closes the door. To answer Green Gorilla's question in chat of, I want to know how the elf knew where the station was, he is the mouse, Malfoy's house elf and does accompany them places. So it could be assumed that he is on the other side of that platform with the Malfoys at that time, probably carrying or levitating Draco's trunk so that none of the Malfoys have to carry it. Because hmm. um, they're spoiled rich people. Right. But it is... 
to be believed that he is on the other side of that platform. Now, what he does to close it, I don't know. That's I a, don't know. That's a yada yada if ever I heard and one. And I don't know how the platform works, to be fair. It's just a hidden... Yeah, well, see, in, in universes where things are magic, you don't have to know how anything works. You can just say it's magic, and that's good enough for it's most people. It's a magic people. platform. It's not good enough for me. I hate it. So, Dobby stops them from getting on the train. Right. The train does not go specifically from Hogwarts to regular England. The train and goes to lots of magical places in between England and Hogwarts. I also will feel the need to explain this every episode, probably, but for those of you who are new or just joining us and you hear random sounds in the background... Our dog is a loud bone chewer, and he's over here. Yeah, our dog is chewing a bone. This is a live stream first, not a podcast first, but it's a podcast second. Second. So, Ron and Harry are stuck. The engine does say Hogwarts right on the front, but I think it's a particular train that leaves from the magical station. It's the Hogwarts platform Express. platform nine and three quarters. I think there are other trains that leave from that platform to go other places in Magic Land. It would be really dumb if the only place you could go in Magic Land from Human Land was to Hogwarts. Yes? Is that how it works? The train only and that platform are only for Hogwarts students because, wait, and you brought this to my attention earlier, you cannot really get inside Hogwarts other than the train. There is a magical barrier and you cannot apparate, you cannot flu travel, you cannot do anything to get inside Hogwarts other than take the train. So that is just for Hogwarts students. It's called the Hogwarts Express. And it only goes from platform nine and three quarters to Hogwarts. And then back. Green Gorilla has an excellent point. Why the fuck are the Malfoys there? Why would they live in regular England? They, Why would they go to that train platform? They have to. That's not the only way to Hogwarts. If that's the only way to Hogwarts, then everyone who comes to Hogwarts has to go through the train? No. Okay, Wait, so now me, what, are you, what are you getting on here? Because we're train, doubling down on this. The train is for students. The only way Draco's getting to Hogwarts is if he's on the motherfucking train. Now, you're going to point, up, point out Cornelius Fudge and Lucius Malfoy do both come to Hogwarts in this movie. How they do that is there is a town right outside of Hogwarts called Hogsmeade. You can apparate into Hogsmeade and walk to Hogwarts. It is a walk. Or I guess fly a broom, if that's your thing. Um, but you can do that. But as far as magical getting to Hogwarts, that's not really a thing. You can take the train or you can walk. He lives... All the wizards live amongst the muggles. Malfoy Manor is in England. How the fuck does he, like, manage, then, with his so inherently murdery racist vibes to live amongst muggles? I mean, because the wizarding world is secret. There are more heavily pronounced wizarding communities, like Godric's Hollow, or sometimes they're literally hidden buildings, like Grimald's Place. These are all places you'll learn about later. But Malfoy Manor, now, it is in the countryside. Malfoy Manor is in the countryside. But they do... There are no towns in Magic Land. This setting sucks. I mean, there's Hogsmeade, but that's like... It's still like... You could walk up to Hogsmeade as a muggle. There's not... This setting sucks. There aren't enough rules. It's 
Nothing's explained. The setting is England. England sucks. It's not magic. It sucks. It's cold, it's rainy, and it sucks. If you're talking about Diagon Alley, that's just in the back alley of all these other shops. Essentially. You go through the leaky cauldron that anyone can walk into. Just people don't because they don't notice it because muggles are stupid. But you can just walk into Diagon Alley. Like, it is just in between other buildings. Godric's Hollow, just another town in England. So anyways, Ron's a really good first-time driver. Um, Can I get into really heavy debate here? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking, I'm tired of talking about the fucking magic principles rules. and properties of the magic world. It's fucking bullshit anyways. Ron and Harry decide, oh, well, we'll go to the car and wait see if something happens. No, because Harry, no, no, wanted Harry to wants wait. to go to the car, and Ron goes, the car! And then we don't know what happens, and then they cut to them flying off in the car. So obviously, in the time between the time that they were at the wall that they smashed the faces into, and the time they get to the car, they decide that they're going to take the fucking car instead of go sit and wait by it, okay? Yes. Fuck. So they get the fucking flying car. Did Shut the fuck up! Okay, listen here, alright? James actually figured this out, and I never figured this out, and it's been... Here's what goes on! In the first movie, it's established that there's a magical barrier around Hogwarts. As we just talked That's about. That's canon. Extensively. They said it. They said it out loud to the new students who didn't know anything. In this movie, Ron flies a fucking car. Oh, pardon me, I'm drinking beers. Ron flies a fucking car into the magical barrier. And it's a miracle it didn't just crunch. It does stop having magical barriers. As soon properties. as it goes through the magical barrier, that motherfucker starts falling out the sky. And it hits a tree. And that tree is a fucking asshole. And I don't understand. You know what? A thought I had just now about the tree. The Whomping Willow, yes. What did I, I wrote a note about the Whomping Willow. What, do you have more notes before then? No, I just wanted to say that Ron's a remarkably good first-time driver for getting them all the way to Hogwarts without destroying anything. Without destroying the car or dropping Harry. At, 12, year, at 12 years old. Yes. He not only flew the car, but saved Harry from falling into a river at the same time. So yeah, he's a remarkably good driver. Magic stopped his car from flying, so he fell into a tree. Okay? Calm it down in chat. I only like the Weasleys. I'm going to stand up for my boy. Continue. The Whomping Willow. The Whomping Willow is a hazard. Yes. To all students, staff, faculty, creatures, the like. Yes. Because it just fucking starts swinging with no warning. Yeah, it's a very... It just starts haymakers all day. All day swinging it's... at anything around it. It's a very aggro tree. And I wrote... Angsty. The Whomping Willow is a massive hazard to students. What the fuck? That was my note. We never really get an explanation. Now, here's, here's my thought, and okay. it's going to provide an alleged explanation as to why the tree hasn't been removed. No one can get close enough to cut the thing down. They'll just die. Who gets close to the Whomping Willow? In the next movie. Motherfucker! <laughs> In the next movie, you find out that there is a way to make the Whomping Willow stop moving. James has gotten up, for those of you who are tuning us only audibly. James has gotten... Today! 
Do they tell the students this? Like, is this like a, you have to be at this year at schooling in order to learn? No, it's a staff secret. Fuck sakes! And I'm not even sure if all the staff know it, but there are there, there are people that do know how to stop the Whomping Willow from moving. And, um, also, if they had- Why is it there?! They didn't even tell any of the students about it, because Harry and Ron didn't know it existed until this It's year. gonna fucking kill someone! I mean, I- I have no explanation. It's like having a gun that just goes off at random, sitting in the middle of a fucking courtyard. I do know of its, like, it does have a secondary purpose. Is it the air defense system? No, but it does hide a secret passageway. Great! Turn the passageway invisible! Get rid of the fucking tree! I don't- Build a bomb! A claymore on the other side of the door so no one can go through it! I don't know, something better than a tree that tries to kill people! The Whomping Willow has been on the grounds for centuries. Who fucking cares? I don't know. The, the school of Hogwarts? There's also a giant squid in the lake, so... Does it eat people? It does if you're in the lake. James is angry and beating up a chair, for those of you who are joining us through audio. Stupidest fucking setting. Okay. Whomping Willow is a hazard. Next. Mandrakes. The fuck's going on with those? They're a plant. They're, they're, they're a root baby. They are a root baby. And they just scream. And they just scream. Yep. If they get taken out of the earth, they're the. If they get taken out of the dirt, they are very angry. It's you like just, a you when I pull you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. They just, just very you just upset. pull it up by the hair and it goes. <laughs> so what the fuck is up with that? Howlers. <laughs> what the fuck are howlers? They are essentially m magical letters that you can record your oh, voice. Oh yeah. What's going on with those? If you're like you want to send an angry letter to someone that to get your point across, you would I send I want to send a howler of this podcast episode to JK Rowling. Rowling. Whatever. Carry on. The whole thing, including that part where I butchered her name. Send it all! I don't think anyone in the Harry Potter universe would fight you at this point. Fucking stupid fucking setting. Next up. No one will argue this point with you either. <laughs> Gilderoy Lockhart's a fucking weenie. Yep. Ow. This was at a point in the movie where I was suspicious, but still under the impression that he was a, like, some sort of dark arts wizard as he was introduced as the uh, dark arts professor. And, and a go very to class. famous wizard. Yeah, so somehow he's famous. We don't know why. Merlin first class wizard. Like I don't know what... What does Merlin first class wizard mean? That's the first time I've heard those words in that order in this series before. You what know, does that mean? What does it mean first class? Is there a second class wizard? Is that like the house elves? What is this? This is some class warfare bullshit that he's just whipping his massive dick out in front of the school kids. The fuck's going on with this? He's not famous. He's a fraud. Well, he is famous, but he's a fraud. He doesn't know how to do anything. He doesn't know how to duel when he duels Snape later in the movie. He doesn't know how to cast spells. The only thing he's good at is the yeah, he's the lobotomy wizard, that Green Gorilla. True. The only thing he's good at is jamming a wand into your fucking forehead and stopping your brain from doing brain things. He sucks. He's a weenie. Yes. 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 Would you like some water? Out of my Harry Potter water bottle that my friend made me. I have issues. It's fine. All right. They go to class, and 
Lockhart just lets out these uh, screamy little pixies. Cornish pixies. Cornish yes. pixies. Right, yes. They are also the Cornish, assholes. The Cornish pixies are assholes, but yes. I, I don't blame them. So they don't get a they don't get a note. That That's I, just like in their genetic DNA. I miss you know what pixies were fun? The pixies from Fairly Odd Parents. Because they, they were the IRS. I fucking love the Pixies. I, you triggered a sense memory of me. Hello. Like. Hello. <laughs> Those are great With pixies. their fucking brick phones. <laughs> just, just tremendous. A full flip on the Pixie uh, archetype. It's great. Oh, all right. uh, next up, Neville just always gets dangled. It's been two movies straight where Neville Longbottom gets lifted by something and left hanging from something else. Neville school He has a rough is, fucking time, this guy. He's not having a good time. And he makes a note of it. He says, why is it always me? Literally in that scene. So he's he's He knows what's up. Neville's he's a sharp guy, that one. Uh, next. Hagrid's better than all the other wizards. Why did I say that? What did Hagrid do after the That pixies? was probably when they were uh, eating slugs. Was it after Ron? Because that's the only time they really went to Hagrid's I did not hut. make a note about the slugs. It was probably when they went to Hagrid's hut then. He was coughing up slugs. Alright, well, at one point Ron backfires a curse because his wand broke and he starts coughing up slugs. I'm gonna say the Longbottoms are a long-standing, famous wizarding family. Neville is the letdown of the family, as his grandmother constantly points out. Wow, his grandmother's a fucking asshole. Yes, she is. When we get to that movie, when that happens, I'm gonna write down a note. that says Neville's grandmother's a fucking asshole. Doesn't Neville survive to the end of the schooling? Yes. Well, I think that's a pretty good accomplishment in my book. Everyone just keeps fucking dying or getting injured at this school. The bugs are doing not bug shit. Talking about the spiders? The first time that the basilisk, which you'll learn about later, petrifies someone, mm -hmm. which you'll learn about later. Uh, and the possessed soul writes bullshit on the wall in blood. Um, there's spiders, some CGI spiders. They're big for spiders, but they're little. And they're crawling away in marching formation, in a line, out the fucking window and just away, Right? First of all, why is the window open? Oh, there's just those, there's not like glass on those windows. There's just, there's a lot of windows in Hogwarts that are just like arches. They're just open pathways. What about when it's winter? They're in England. It's, it's cold there. Magic. Oh, it's such bullshit! Alright. Whatever. Yada yada that shit. Magic. No one explains how magic works. It, you don't have to. That's why it's magic. It's bullshit. After that, I said, what is with these children just ignoring social cues? I don't remember why. I don't... I mean, they all gather in front of the message. The chamber of has been opened. Enemies of the air, beware. Uh... <laughs> Malfoy says something to the regard of, uh, enemies of the air, beware, you'll be next, mudbloods. And then Filch walks up, and Harry's kind of, like, in front of Mrs. Norris, and 
I don't know what you're talking about. I don't fucking know. I, I, some, some kid probably just stood up an adult again. Then I wrote, what the fuck is happening with Gilroy Lockhart? Why'd you say that? I don't know. Probably because I still was suspicious Gilderoy but didn't walked know up, what was going on. Gilderoy did walk up uh, when Dumbledore was like, she's not dead, Filch. She's been merely petrified. And Gilderoy walks up and he's like, ah, oh, such a pity, Potter. I know the exact counter curse that could have spared her. What the fuck's going on with Gilderoy Lockhart? No, you fucking don't. You don't know shit. You don't know how to do anything. You're a class two wizard, you fucking weenie. My favorite part of the, all the Gilderoy Lockhart scenes when, like, the group of staff is together is to just watch Minerva McGonagall's face. Like, Maggie Smith does an excellent job the entire movie of just going, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> Who hired him? Dumbledore. Why? You know... Was Dumbledore, like, reading one of the novels one day and was just like, man, this guy's probably pretty fucking good at dark arts. We should make him a dark no, arts No, everybody teacher. has a theory that he either did it to, like, stop Gilderoy from doing what he was doing or just because he thought it'd be funny as fuck. What was Gilderoy doing? Like, he, I, Dumbledore probably figured out that he was, because Dumbledore's hands is in, in a lot of pots. He probably figured out at some point that Gilderoy was erasing people's memories and figured out this was a way to expose him. Dumbledore also has this tendency to hire people that he wants to keep his eye on. So, in my bet, I think he thought it was going to be hilarious because Dumbledore is written to be, like, a little crazy and have a weird sense of humor like that. Or he did it to, you know who's to a hilar- keep an eye on him. You know who's a hilarious wizard who runs a school? If you bring up Aberforth... Arthur Eggfort. Or Eggfort, that's his name. Aberforth is Dumbledore's brother. My bad. Arthur Eggfort is, like, better Dumbledore. He's written somewhat based on Dumbledore. Oh, of course. Of course he did. And that's of course ki- Brennan did that. And that's kind of who Dumbledore is in, like, The Hidden Shadows. Would Dumbledore go to Falinel and grab the sun and drag it across the sky? If Dumbledore was capable, probably... Would Dumbledore do a bunch of experimental magic and then shit blood for four hours? Uh, young Dumbledore, yes. That's like his... I want that movie. Fuck these movies. Fuck Harry Potter and all his friends. We have that movie. What movie is that? It's, uh, The Fantastic Feast and Where to Find Them, the second movie, is all about young Dumbledore. Well, what about the other weenie wizard who was in the first one? Newt? It's about Newt. Newt. Newt Scamander, the weenie wizard. It's about Newt, too, but it's about young Dumbledore and young, uh... Fuck, 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 fuck. No, what's his name? Uh, the, uh, uh, uh... Johnny Depp. I can't uh, think of his name right now. Uh, he's the bad guy. Grindelwald. Yeah, Grindelwald. It was like, it starts with a G. I'll get there. Why am I smiling? <laughs> Gellert Grindelwald. Um, but yes. Young I, I just want to see... If, if old man Dumbledore is a s- psychopath, I want to see young man Dumbledore act he was on a, being a psychopath. He was a power-hungry asshole. That's not fun. Who was? I want him to be crazy, not an He's asshole. He's also crazy. He's the one that, like, helped Newt get away with his wand and, like, all this shit. It, he's a fucking maniac. Anyways. Dobby's a fucking asshole. Oh, uh, is this when Dobby does the bludger? Yes. And then Harry loses his arm, and then he shows up, and he's like... Potter's arm breaks during a Quidditch game because of bludgers. Wait, was your note before this? Oh, yeah, it might have been when Gilderoy fucking fixed his arm. (laughs) He was like... No, that wasn't it, because that happened after... 
Well, no, because it's like, your note is, what the fuck is happening with Gilderoy Lockhart, and then Dobby is a fucking asshole, and so I'm wondering it if might, It might have been that Gilderoy was like, I'll heal this straight away, because Potter broke his arm. And Harry was like, and no, Harry was like, you. please don't, and then he was like, stand aside, child, I will handle this. And he goes, arm heal spell, with his wand, and he may as well have just said, arm heal spell, and then Harry's arm goes limp-wristy. Uh, and he doesn't have bones in it anymore. And he just starts flapping his arm all over the place, like, well, you can't feel pain anymore, and you don't have bones. So, I think that's a win for me. That's a win for Gilderoy. And then Hagrid's like... Oh, boy. Hagrid was like, broken bones? There aren't any bones left. And he's like, yes, well, it's much more flexible. This way he just bends Harry's wrist fucking backwards. I mean, Harry wasn't limp wristy to begin with, but when you don't have a wrist to be limp, your whole arm is just limp. So, Gilroy does that. We find out that it was Dobby causing the bludger to sway into action, and Dobby was just in all sorts of hijinks. Dobby also stole his mail, which in the United States is a federal crime, but I think in England it's just being a dick. Or, well, I mean, in the wizarding world you're just robbing owls at that point, like... Fuck's going on? Dobby's a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's just a fucking asshole. I don't care if he's well intentioned. He's just an asshole. He's just a little angsty sack wearing asshole. He's wearing a pillowcase, not a sack. Well, it sucks that he has to do that. Yes. But he's still an asshole. Slavery sucks. Colin's having a bad time. Poor Colin. Colin just wants to take photographs of everything. He Col- just wants to be the next wizarding journalist. That's all he wants. Yeah. That's all he wants. And he has such a miserable existence. He gets, he was just being all curious and shit and taking photos and shit, and he got basilisks. Petrified. And they brought him in, and Harry was pretending to sleep while still wearing his glasses because he doesn't think with his brain. And I mean, he did turn over so they couldn't see that he was wearing his glasses. Yeah, but all it takes is one person to walk around and go, hmm, that's not how we left you, and go, you're awake. Memory. Gilderoy, you're good at that. And he comes in, and he just, fingers his brain and well there you go so colin's just having a bad time the whole movie is just what the fuck after what the fuck after what the fuck it's just like non-stop nonsense the whole time james was very upset at the treatment of the staff in not protecting the students when there was a rampaging list. he's like why was the school not closed after the first student was petrified colin it was bad when mrs Norris. Norris got petrified. This is a cat, by the way. The groundskeeper's cat. Was the first. Was the first thing to get petrified. They also don't explain that. They explain how every student gets petrified except how Mrs. Norris gets petrified. No, they they told you. She was looking in the water. Oh, I thought they were referring to a student. That's my no, idea. Mrs. Norris, she was looking in the water. There's I just water can't hear. That one's my fault. That one's my fault. So... The cat gets petrified, and then whatever Colin. sadist is controlling the poor soul hangs the cat by its tail on a hook. But yeah. it's petrified, so it can't feel pain. Um, so that's fucking bad enough, right? That would be cause for alarm. And then a whole ass student gets petrified. Yep. Colin gets petrified. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, oh, well, put him in the medical bay. We'll just keep going on. I mean, they do... Up until that point, they weren't 
100% sure that the chamber had been opened or if someone was just playing a horrific prank. They literally wrote on the wall, the Chamber of Secrets has been opened in blood. That's not a prank. That's a threat. But they... They didn't know. They had no confirmation. Also, how did Hermione know it was written in blood and not just some red paint? I can't tell you that. I don't know. That's my question. Hermione is suspect. Um, but then when Hagrid picks up Colin's camera, or not Hagrid, when Dumbledore picks up Colin's camera and uh, goes... The film goes... And Minerva asks, what does this mean? He says, it means indeed that the chamber has been opened again. Great. And she says, what should we tell the staff? And he's like... Just to be aware. So then a bunch of nonsense happens. A, a bunch of nonsense happens. Oh, is this we're going to stop right before the duel? No. I think we're going to stop. At the duel? After the we're going to stop at what happened to nearly have this, Nick. Okay. That's where we'll stop okay. for this episode. So then we have a duel. And the duel is because... Dumbledore goes to Lockhart and goes, start this dueling class so the students will know how to defend themselves. And then he's probably told... Which Dumbledore plainly will know that Lockhart doesn't know how to duel. And then I feel like he told Snape, like, hey... Hey, go fuck that guy up. Go go keep an eye on Lockhart, will you? <laughs> so... So that... So that Lockhart... I don't... What... In what world... Does Lockhart go into this without some sort of trick up his sleeve to do something? He just walks up there. They set up a whole dueling ground on these tables, which is super dangerous. And then the, it, he goes, we're going to show you how to have a duel. And they, 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 he duels Snape. Snape has not really been like showcasing his talents or anything. But... Because of his air of mystery around him, it's safe to assume he's probably a powerful wizard. Very Although, powerful. all the staff who show off their magic tend to be weenies and bad at magic. I think... Like it, all the Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers. I think it's also assumed that to be hired... Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say a statement that immediately contradicted Gilderoy Lockhart, but I think it's assumed that 90% of the staff have shown, because there's also Trelawney, which we'll get to in the next movie, but 90% of the staff have shown some proficiency and some level of expertise in their area of study. Kind of like being hired as a college professor. Like, I, McGonagall's very good at transfiguration. Professor Sprout's very good at herbology. Madame Pomfrey's very good at healing. Like, I think they've all been hired for Who, What was the last professor the Dark Arts good at? Quirrell? Yeah, what was Quirrell good at? He went on that whole expedition around the world to prove himself to get the job. Right, but it was all a lie. Uh, yeah, he was just looking for Voldemort so that he could either be the one to take down Voldemort or what was left of him. So that was another example of a well-intentioned move that just resulted in disaster. So we can safely say that Quirrell and Dobby are the same. Well, no, because Quirrell had two... He was like, I'm either going to be the one that takes down what's left of Voldemort... Or I'm going to find him and he's going to give me power. He just wanted people to stop making fun of him. He was very selfish. He yeah, well, None of his intentions were good. Quirrell's a fucking weenie anyway. But he did go on this very long expedition and do several... And then he died. ...very amazing things to get the job. But he did just recently get the position of Dark Arts. He was the Muggle Studies teacher. If he he teaches was... Muggle Studies now. Some lady. We Some meet lady. her later. Oh, whatever. She's not important in any way. No one's important but Harry. No one tells Harry anything. 
So, the so there's a duel. <laughs> and Snape gets up there and just fucking wrecks uh, Lockhart. Not even and Lock, Lock, it He doesn't even try. Lockhart just stands there and takes it. He doesn't even, like, counterspell or dodge the spell. He just, like, straight to the chest. So, to like, props honest. props for taking that one on the chin. But, like, the least you could have done was try something. To be honest, not sure he knew what to do. Not sure Lockhart's ever been in a duel. I will say this, then. He's a fantastic actor because he got up there with all of the fucking balls and panache in the world. Like, he was going to fucking mess Snape up. And uh, that didn't happen. Well, that's because that's his persona, right? That's the air that Gilderoy Lockhart presents to the world is, I am the best wizard that ever wizarded and i will be able to take down any wizard or any creature at any time and then snape was like zip zap and the guy went and he fell over and died and the moment he's actually ever confronted with anything he does just kind of like give up or get hit yeah so or run away that happens and then they're like okay maybe we should just have students do this since plainly you don't know what's going on here uh and so Lockhart picks uh, Harry and Ron, and then Snape's like, Ron's wand is broken. That shit's a hazard to everybody. Maybe pick someone from my house. Like, Malfoy. And we get the amazing gif of Snape just whipping his arms off to the sides. like, And it's tremendous, and I love it. James did a whole reenactment for those of you listening. Rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Severely rest in peace. Super sad. Um, so, that, uh, so Malfoy gets up there and he's like, Skate Potter! And Harry goes, you wish, little bitch. He doesn't say you little bitch, but I wish, they he, have I a, wish he did. They have a much better duel than Gilderoy and Snape did. Yeah, they go, they, they go and... They do some rounds. Malfoy gives Harry the smackdown and Harry gets up and gives Draco the smackdown and then Draco's like, Fuck the rules, and he summons a snake. And the snake's just, like, hanging out on the table, and then it starts slithering its way towards Harry, and then Harry just, like, out of fucking nowhere starts going, And everyone's like, What are you fucking doing, dude? And Harry, like... Then we... So Harry speaks parcel tongue to the snake. Yes. And he's... Talking to the snake and telling the snake not to bite a kid. Yes. And he's, like, glazed over. He's not paying attention to anything that's going on around him. Snape's like, I'll take care of the snake. And Harry's just, like, talking to it in a language that no one's supposed to know. And then eventually the snake, like, sort of, like, stops threatening a student with its fangs and, like, looks at Harry and is just, like, hanging out, like, curious. You're speaking to me. And then Snape lights it on fire. And it burns to cinders immediately. Snape goes poof. It goes foof. Uh, and so then everyone freaks out. And a bunch of people are like, hey, Harry, what the fuck? And Harry uh, is escorted away by his friends who are like, hey, Harry, what the fuck? Why didn't you tell us you could speak parcel tongue? Now I have a question. Who the fuck? in their fucking right mind, thinks Harry knows any goddamn thing about Parseltongue. Yes, he just spoke it, but he looked like he was a fucking zombie when he did it. 
I mean, I think they were assuming that since he spoke it, he knew he could. And I mean, to be fair, he did. He's like, yeah, talked to a snake before, but it, it, it wasn't like it wasn't a big deal. He thought he thought it was a common practice that people could just do. He's like, I think this is a magic thing that just sort of happens because I'm made of magic. Apparently, he's like, I'm a wizard. Don't other wizards and they, talk to but, snakes? Yeah, but they start talking to him about this language, and he's like, What's that? And they don't immediately go, Oh, you don't know. Like, they should go, oh, you don't know. Because Ron grew up in a wizarding family. And Hermione's been studying this shit since she was, like, capable of opening her eyes. I mean, she's so, been, since she found out she was a witch. Right. Well, she's studied a lot more than anybody else ever did. Yes. So they're two very knowledgeable people. Yes. Two very knowledgeable people who are his friend. Who don't already have in the back of their mind, like, oh, Harry doesn't know very much about the wizarding world all the time. He just doesn't know these things. To be fair... People in panicked situations do not always think clearly, and I think they were very distraught in that moment. They were very much like, like you said, they were like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how could you not tell us that we're your best friends? And when Harry's right. like... Right, so then when he's like, I don't know what that is, they're not immediately like, oh, that's right, you don't know anything. They're like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? They're, they're asking stupid questions. They say parcel tongues, snake language. Right, and then they fill him in. Because they stop being assholes. But they start by being assholes. And no one... Like, Harry doesn't know a goddamn thing about himself. Nope. He doesn't know who his parents are. He doesn't know why he Voldemort wants to are. kill him. Yeah, but he doesn't really know who they are. He doesn't know why Voldemort wants to kill him. He doesn't know what his parents did before they got murdered. He only knows that they got murdered. And then I think he finds out that Voldemort murdered them either in the last movie or in this movie. They found, In the last movie. And the he last knows movie? that they are right. powerful wizards who are fighting Right. Voldemort. So, all he knows is... Voldemort bad, parents good, Voldemort killed parents. So that's all he fucking knows. Yes. He doesn't know shit about himself other than he's got a fucking lightning bolt scar over one eye and he, he's like, the boy who lives. everybody fucking either loves him or hates him and there's no in between. No yes. one's just like, oh, it's Harry. Like, no, one, no one's like that. And all he wants is people who are like that. Right? No one fucking tells him any goddamn thing about himself except Hagrid. Hagrid's the only person who ever explains anything to Harry Potter. And Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Dumbledore asks questions that make Harry Potter think. In the last movie, he explained to Harry what happened to him in Quirrell. Now, I will say, Dumbledore, it's all on Dumbledore's schedule and his secret plan that he's concocted in his head to give Harry information at appropriate times. So, but at the end of the last movie, he did explain to Harry what was going on with Quirrell and why, like, Quirrell turned to dust, essentially. And then in this movie, he explained... Through some probing and some self-reflection, he does talk to Harry about the fact that he is meant to be in Gryffindor and why there are certain similarities between him and Voldemort. Well, half-truths. He gives him some half-truths of why there are certain similarities between him and Voldemort. Right. So, Harry doesn't know anything about himself. So then, another student becomes... Another student becomes... Uh, petrified right who was it who got who got got who's the next one to get got to uh, get got with nearly headless nick John, ju, ju, ju. it starts with a j and i can't remember what his name is right now oh who fucking knows well he's not important like I, I don't care about the student nearly headless nick is fucking roped up and dangling from the ceiling with his head all askew like he's a ghost how does a ghost get basilisk that's crazy is it bad I know the kid's last name, but not his first name? His well, name that's is... questionable at best. His last name is Feeny. That is questionable. Feeny? I'm pretty sure. Hang on. 
It's a lame name. Anyways, Nearly Headless Nick. Anyways, I love Nearly Headless Nick because I have an undying love for John Cleese. So I was shocked and appalled, of course, to see him dangling from the ceiling rope around his, like, torso. At least it looked like that. It could have just been his ghostly costume. Not sure. Side note, Lee Jordan got hot. That's all I gotta say. I don't know who that is. Anyways, he was fucking dangling. Justin Finch Fletchy. Fletchy. It's like Feeny, but different. Well, Finch and Fletchy, I just... Oh, you know, I get it. So, that was upsetting to me. I was upset. I was very upset. All James talked about this entire movie is how much he loves Nearly Headless Nick, and he's the best part. I really do love Nearly Headless Nick, because John Cleese is just, every time he opens his mouth, he's like, Hello! It's just great. The guy's fucking great. All right. And that's where we're... We're going to stop this podcast episode here. If you're listening to this uh, audibly. You're going to need to come in for the next one. Because I'm gonna fucking go off. It only. I, only I wrote. Gets I wrote angrier. notes in caps. I wrote only notes in caps for like the rest of the fucking movie. Believe it or not, he only got angrier the more we watched. The longer the movie went on, the more upset I became. I just a wave, a tsunami even that starts as but an earthquake far away, and slowly the wave builds until it destroys Japan. And we will be catching you next time in part two of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So stay tuned, everyone.